You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Ryan Archibald, who's the Director of Human Resources at Paul Davis Restoration of Utah. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm good. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm super excited to dive into our topic as always. But again, before we jump in, we always like to have uh, our guests share a little bit about their career background and what their company does just for context for our listeners. Yes, of course. My work experience ranges from Amazon to nonprofits, probably mostly on amazon.com. And I can honestly say I know a little bit behind the madness that comes behind that smile on the box. <laughs> I've got three master's degrees and two HR certifications. And I'm, wow. I'm, I'm the introvert in HR. I, I break the stereotype. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we need, we need different types in every role, I feel like. So I think that's great. And it's going to be great to get your perspective on, on stuff today. So tell us a little bit more about Paul Davis restoration and what the transitions like from going from Amazon to a restoration, a local restoration company. Thankfully the, the work environment is about the same. It's a big, there's a decent sized warehouse just outside my door. Mm-hmm. And what, what drew me to Paul Davis is their vision to provide extraordinary care to those in time of need. It's those mm-hmm. traumatic events when you wake up and your basement's flooded or the kitchen caught on fire. We are, this is the company that you call. They work with the insurance brokers. They work with, they cover the entire process to cleaning out the damaged property to building it back so you can go on living again. Yeah. And the employees have a great amount of empathy and emotional intelligence amongst them. And so that's really what drove you to them. I love it. That's a, sounds like a very important service and one that, you know, that, that emotional intelligence is going to come in handy when someone has gone through a traumatic experience where they're going to need to call you. Right. So I think that that's probably really key to being successful as your company's been. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more before we jump into our topic. Um, I always like to ask what, what, uh, made you want to choose, uh, to pursue a career in HR? Uh, it's kind of a dark story, but it was my best friend in school. This was like high school, early college was in a toxic work environment to Hmm. the point where it damaged his mental health to the point where he needed to get help from other people as well. And talking to him, he didn't feel like he had, uh, he he didn't have anyone to go to. Hmm. Yes, there was HR in the company, but they were always throwing parties or anything. He could never catch that person alone to say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Hmm. And so that's kind of what sparked my interest. I'm just like, why can't, if he can't approach HR, then that's an issue. Yeah. So I just started taking classes as an undergrad at Utah State, and I kind of found my groove, and I just stayed with it to getting a graduate degree in HR at Utah State, and recently just getting back in the workforce after getting my other two master's degrees in business admin and leadership and management as well, just to better 
be a better HR person to understand the other other departments and how they approach decision-making and how I can best support that. Yeah. So interesting. And it's it's so unfortunate the experience that your friend had, but I don't think that it's unique. Unfortunately, there's a lot of companies out there where people have had similar experiences. And that's part of the reason why we wanted to start this podcast, where especially in those small business environments where you have those, you know, solo HR people, they might wear all of those HR hats to just help give them the knowledge and tips and resources on how to do it well, how to do it the right way so that you can avoid situations like that in the future. So it's an unfortunate story, but we're glad that you got into HR and have so many different degrees and so much background and knowledge to share with us today. Thank you. <laughs> so, so with that, let's transition into um, our topic. So as you and I chatted beforehand about what do we want to talk about today? It's kind of what we were just talking about. It's how do you build an HR department of one, how do you build an HR department as a person of one, like an HR team of one, right? You're the, you're the sole, the solo HR person there at Paul Davis restoration. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And so it's a lot of work. And I know there's a lot of HR leaders in small businesses out there who are in that exact same boat. So I'm excited to understand that experience, what that experience has been like for you and the tips and tricks that you have to share with our listeners. Cause I think many of them are in, in the same boat. So should we jump in? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> awesome. So you had shared a couple of tips for building HR as a department of one. And the first one that you shared, I thought was interesting. You, you shared the tip of number one, avoiding the dictator trap. So tell me a little bit more about that. What do you mean when you say the dictator trap and how do you avoid that as the a de- HR department of one? Oh, the, dic- the, the trap is pretty simple. It's You've probably seen it yourself as HR professionals who just go around barking orders, saying, that's not what we do here. Why would you do that? I've seen it in past jobs where other HR directors, they literally get like within an inch of the face of a a CEO or a CFO and just says, no, 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 no. I'm in charge. You're supposed to do that. That's not what HR is. HR's sole purpose is to ultimately be helpful to the executive team and really be the caretaker of the employee experience and the culture there. The thing, how do you avoid it? You got to understand your leadership team. Uh, Here at Paul Davis, I literally asked them, what is the HR support that you're looking for? And they explained to me their background, what their understanding is of law, recruiting processes, progressive discipline. And they asked for me to act as an advisor to them to say, hey, when these things come up, where is that line in the sand? I want to keep that decision to myself, but I want you to show me what I shouldn't be crossing Mm -hmm. as well. I love that. I think that's, that's super smart. Just being able to have that conversation with the executive and leadership team really define what they want out of HR, right? There's different types of HR people. There's different expectations. So making sure you're in alignment there is really important. And I, and I really like the, this point too, because I think um, I've talked with others in the past on previous episodes where, you know, a lot of times HR has a perception or a branding problem, right? Where a lot yes. of times people see HR as just the red tape people. And when you're in that dictator trap, like you talked about it, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's really all about 
red tape and rules and this is how it's got to be and this is why whereas you know the 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 best way to do hr i believe and as you kind of mentioned is being an advocate for both the business and the employees someone that both of them can trust and building yes. an excellent employee experience which helps build the company and helps the company be stronger is that right yes completely awesome i love it so i'm curious why do you feel like often, um, especially, you know, HR departments of one, so solo HR leaders, why do you think that people sometimes fall into that trap of being kind of the dictator and really just the red tape person? Um, it might just be a lack of understanding of what mm -hmm. HR's ultimate purpose is. Yeah. And if you take back the business intent of a company, you got people looking for a paycheck to support themselves and they're looking for human connection. They want to be able to come to work, talk to people and then not have a pit in their stomach of, I, I hope they don't take that the wrong way. Yeah. It's like, how, how do we support that one, that human to human connection? And because then the rest of it will follow. Yeah, that's, that's great. I, I completely agree. You know, one of the first things that you said really resonates with me there is, is maybe they just don't have the knowledge or the context. I think that they're, especially in small businesses, there's a lot of accidental HR people, right? Where they might've started as an office manager or a, an executive admin or, or something else. And they were asked to kind of take on HR responsibilities. I think that happens a lot of times. And so without that, you know, the, the three HR degrees, like, like someone like you has, right. It's hard to know sometimes exactly what your role is. And so I think that that's, it's, it's, it's key to call that out and, and, and to know that, you know, those people aren't at fault, but the key is that's not what HR is about. It's about building that connection, which kind of leads us to, um, the next tip that you had. So the first tip that we just talked about is avoiding the dictator trap. The next is no, is looking for help. So tell us a little bit more about that. What do you mean when you say that? Looking for help, this comes in the almost isolating situation that you're in. You're supposed to have all the answers and stuff might come up and you're thinking, holy crap, I don't know what to do in this thing. <laughs> and, and these tips come from my own experience. The first one is outsourcing certain functions. It might be payroll or recruiting, depending on what your labor, labor plan looks like and what the growth from the executive team looks like. If they're trying to onboard, uh, I'm just thinking at Amazon, we are onboarding about one to 200 people a week. Wow. Yeah. And so we had to have a dedicated team to do that. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> the other one is the local Sherm chapter. I'm mm -hmm. currently on the board of directors for the Salt Lake Sherm chapter. And what a great place to be, to be in a room of like-minded people yeah. that really understand what it is. I've been several times, like, like my hands are shaking with nerves. Like I have no idea what to do with this. Mm -hmm. And immediately four or five people are like, first off, you got this, get it together. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And, and then they share their resources with me, not just their knowledge, their suggestions. They're just like, here's a template I made. Yeah. Here's this tool. <laughs> and the best advice I got is like, we're all in HR. So we're all in this together. <laughs> I love it. And lastly, managing your energy. I mm -hmm. uh, recently finished a book called Effortless by Brad McKeown. I hope I'm saying right. And what resonated with me is like being busy is not a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. 
once five o'clock hits, unless someone's life is in like physical danger, like there's a fire, or maybe if someone's pain is going to get missed or something, then sure, stay. But if not, that that pile of paperwork is still going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Manage your energy and take care of yourself first. Because if yeah. you overdo it, you're going to burn yourself out. I think those are great, great tips. And, you know, secretly, I, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm biased here, but that's one of my favorites just because that's exactly why we started this podcast of HR Mavericks that we wanted to help provide real life, tangible tips and real life experiences from, to connect those small business HR people who often are that solo (laughs) HR team or just on a small HR team. And so looking for help, being able to connect with people who are out there, knowing that even if you're a solo HR person, you don't have to do it all on your own. There's other resources out there is just so so key. So I love that tip. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So just to recap real quick, tip number one was avoiding the dictator trap. Tip number two that we just talked about is looking for help. And the last is know your values. So what does that mean? And what do you mean when you say know your values? Yeah. So even after everything we've talked about, you're still going to find those leaders that get in your face that just say, no, we're going to do this my way. And they're going to want you to compromise. They're going to want you to cut corners. Why? Because it saves money or maybe they just don't want to. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to say, wait, if we go down this path that you want, you got to be able to quantify. Here's the law that that is in effect. Mm -hmm. Here's the effect on culture. Here's how it's going to affect recruiting our employer brand. And try to be as specific as possible. And if you can throw in numbers to justify it, then do it. Because the more specific data you can bring to their case, that goes back to building a relationship with that executive team. Yeah. I love it. I think that's a great tip as well. And, you know, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about a few episodes ago, I had the chance to speak with Elisa Garn, who's a a really well-known HR person, um, also part of the... Yeah. Also (laughs) part of the Salt Lake Sherm. Right. Um, But one of the things she talked about were um, the, the three different types of HR people. And she used an analogy of, are you a traffic cop? Are you a city planner or are you a mayor type of HR person, right? Very different types of roles and responsibilities. And so going back to what your very first tip of avoiding that dictator trap, one of the things you talked about that I really liked is being able to connect with the executives and understand what is it that they want out of this HR role that they're hiring you to do, right? Knowing where your roles and your responsibilities lie and what they want out of it. And I think that kind of connects here to the end that as you can align on that first, it's, it's really just a reminder of, Hey, this is what I was told. This is what you told me initially. And this is why we got to go about it this way. We got to stick to it this way. I hear you. I understand it, but this is why, you know what I mean? We have to do it this way. Excellent. Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's great. So um, with these then three tips, avoiding the dictator trap, looking for help and knowing your values, how have these helped you as you have recently started in this new role in this HR of one, how have these three things helped you to build, start to build this new HR department and do it, you know, the right way? Uh, It's really opened that conversation and kept it open with the executive team, with hiring managers. Like even this morning, it was, we had a few candidates apply to jobs and they just came to me and said, Ryan, these candidates are not good. 
I said, okay, tell me why. And there was enough trust there. They just said, here's the specific reasons why these candidates are not a good fit. And I, and I said, okay, I will make sure that further candidates that I source and try and reach out to, they meet these certain requirements. And then it, the future of the company and the growth kind of organically grows itself. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's an awesome, awesome example. So uh, Ryan, this has been great. I really appreciate you joining and sharing these tips. Just have a couple qu- other questions as we kind of wrap up here. So switching directions, one of the questions I really like to ask all of our guests is, and, and I guess to, to share some context first is, you know, at, at Eddie, our company, we believe that building a healthy business is one of the most charitable things you can do if you do it the right way. That's that's all part of our, our vision um, statement as a company. You know, building a company is is one of the most charitable things you can do if you do it the right way. So I guess my question for you is, you know, from your perspective, what is the quote unquote right way to build a healthy business? Uh, it seems almost cliche to say it, but just communication. Hmm. Like not everything you try is going to work. So having just that honest communication that you also can challenge directly, but care personally about that person just to say, hey, Ryan, this didn't work. Okay, (laughs) let's change direction. Being able to detach your identity from your work so when that negative feedback comes back, you're you're not crushed by it. You can say, okay, that direction was wrong. Let's put the car in reverse. Where are we going now? That's great. I love it. I think communication is so key to everything that we do and especially in building a healthy business. So I think that's a great answer. Um, Ryan, this has been great. So if there are um, listeners that have follow-up questions for you or want to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, LinkedIn all the way. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) We will drop a, a link to your LinkedIn profile, just in the, in the show notes and the description for this episode. So um, Ryan, again, thank you so much for taking the time today to join and share your insights. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddy. Eddy is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddy, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddy.com today to request a demo.